Super Giant Jordan Phoenix World Corona Cast. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. So we got Ricky coming up. We'll just, we'll just knock it out. No big deal. He's waiting for us. I hope that Ricky. Ricky uh, I hope that Ricky is like uh, doing yard work, maybe like blowing leaves, no. mowing the lawn, something to give that no. high quality audio. No, he'll be inside, probably doing some music shit. Oh yeah, hopefully they're doing band practice while he's doing this call. No, fucking bro. Mike. He'll be at his apartment. I think they're all. Mikey, that was beautiful. I mean, I, I guess it'd be, it'd be better if we had a visual representation. Yeah, of it. yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Hopefully, um, people are still but, listening after having to go through that audio. It's fine though. Um, okay, hey. gang. I don't think people get that upset about the audio. I think you take that. You're too precious. You're like a. Uh, uh, you like the worst. worst. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, it's like most people don't give a fuck. Like they're not. That's not the. Th- I don't know. When I hear an audio one. That's a call from the beginning of the podcast. I am like, Ugh, this is going to be tough. Yeah. But I don't generally, like, I th- it was FaceTime audio. That's good. I guess. I don't think I've ever hey, heard John Feldman on an actual podcast. He always just, like, calls in, you know? And I think he's, like, working on a mix while he's doing <laughs> the interview. Because he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just want people to be fully invested. I want to hear the little nuances in their voice. I hate the phone call when there's kind of always like a break because you're waiting for that, yeah. that little thing. Our our brains pick up on how it feels unnatural, you know? Yeah, no, it is. There's a little bit of a space. Uh, it's interesting. We'll see how this goes. Like I said, I'd rather be doing this on a 10 can than not doing it at all. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and yeah. So we're doing it, people. And, uh, yeah, we'll get a yeah, pass. We'll see how it goes. I do think that doing the video pass. also lets makes the conversation a little bit better. Like I can see when you're like, um, not responding because you're glitching out versus not responding because you, you know what I mean. Like, there's some sure. visual cues that I think help the audio not be so shitty. Hey, we're just evolving with the the given given the current state of things. Yeah. We're supposed to get that office, bro. I guess we could probably even get it still and now just go there because we've been quarantined. But probably cheap too. I don't know. Like who else you rent that? Nervous to? about it. No, I'm good. Yeah, just we'll just keep doing this until we can figure it out. It'll be cool though. I feel like once things are more calmed down, and like we probably do end up in that studio or a studio and like working this thing out correctly, it's like there's gonna be a different energy about this shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like the what because it's we're gonna be able to remember the time like during this where it's like it'd have been much easier. <laughs> I keep saying Grand Theft Auto, but for real, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to be like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. No. And at first, to be like, ah, fuck it. Like, let's do this. You know what I mean? Nope. And I think that it's going to be an easier fight once we come out of this shit. It's just very hard right now because, like Mikey said, the duration, the uncertainty, the not knowing when and how and if this is ever going to fucking chill out, you know? Yep. But uh, <clears throat> I think that by doing this, we're proving that we believe that it will, you know? And we want it to, that to take as long as it needs to for as many people to like be as healthy and safe as possible for real. But yeah. After the fact, I'm like, fuck it. I want to, like I said, I want to come out swinging. I want to be like, yeah, we're, we've been working. Like, what, you know what I mean? Yep. Versus like, oh no, it, it set us back. Like, I don't know. I grant, I, I totally relate to what Mikey was saying. Cause it's like, at times it does, you know? Yeah. But overall it doesn't. Well, my girl, Nikki Glazer, man, she's been busier than, I mean, I just talked to her the other day. Like, she's been yeah. busier than she was before this shit because she, sure. I think she has that, that idea of like, I'm, you know, she's just started to really blow up in the mainstream. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to let that go. I'm not going to, you know, so sure. she's like doing all these weird phone interview shows with like, but I mean, I, you know, she was on uh, real time with Bill Maher, like all those things, you know, and all that yeah. shit takes time. Yeah. And, and she's got a whole team of people that usually like prep her and do all that stuff. And like, I think she's doing all that shit herself out of her house, you know, like, I mean, gangster. And that's, those are the people that are going to keep killing it. I, I get an inspiration from her. It's like a, yeah. you know, just ne- relentlessly. I mean, dude, we were working on this project together and she's like, <laughs> she's like, I still haven't had time to review the thing that I gave her. And I'm like, that's wild that like you don't. She's busier now than before this shit yeah. happened, and she's just stuck in her parents' house in St. Louis. That's crazy. Well, it's it's forcing a lot of hands. You know what I mean? Like she's also probably having to take on more responsibility than ever before. Yep. But it, like I said, it just comes with like 
It just it just depends on how you look at the opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. If you look at it as an opportunity or you look at it as a disadvantage or an advantage or whatever, it's like, I think that that affects it. Dude, tomorrow night, I, there's like two competing digital things that I want to watch. Go on. Well, okay. The first one, Code Orange are going to have you and you alone number three at 8 o'clock where, on Twitch where they're going to like have um, kind of like a visual explanation of the latest album and kind of the aesthetic behind it and everything. Oh, it should cool. be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Hyped on that. But at the same time, Tony Schiavone and the What Happened When Wrestling Podcast are going to be playing live WWF trivia, the board game from 1997 on YouTube at 8 o'clock. So <laughs> I'm torn. Bro, okay, let's let's keep talking about Code Orange. Your your friends in Code Orange. Uh, Love Code Orange. So I just saw this is wild. This is such an inspiring thing. Uh, I follow the singer Jamie. Um, who I guess used to be the yeah, drummer. Jamie Morgan. Yeah, he was this drummer and singer, and now he's just the singer. So okay, they got a new drummer. So they have. For those of you that don't know, they're like a Grammy award winning, like crazy, you know, or nominated uh, metal band uh, that just you know. Corey and I are, are into these days. Uh, they're a brand. They're a visual yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exploration. Yeah. If you don't know this band, check out Code Orange. They, I got way into this band like visually first. Like their whole aesthetic is just so consistent and like unique and like complex and like I'm a brand nerd. Like I'm an aesthetic nerd. Like that's the shit that kind of gets me going crazy. And like to see this band doing it better than like any brands that I fuck with right now was just kind of wild. And their music is heavy, dude. It's like unapproachable at times, you know, but then also like really beautiful at other points. So just a very interesting band. I watched their concert when their album, their album called underneath was supposed to come out on uh, Friday the 13th of this year, it did come out, and then they were supposed to kick off their headline tour the next night. But obviously things got canceled, and they did like one of the, one of the first live Twitch concerts that Saturday night. They sold merchandise for it. They like promoted it. And they it went to a thing. venue. They had the whole, it wasn't like from oh, our, yeah. yeah, it was like at the venue, full you ice show. You could stream it from home. 13,000 yeah. people watched it at once. I mean, they were on Popular Science Magazine. I mean, crazy shit. And so anyway, this band continues to just like, they're, they've, They've come out of COVID being like, like yeah, they've so, done a lot of really innovative things during this time. So, yeah, so this is this little thing that, that just happened that I thought was so inspiring. So <clears throat> they, of course, because they're uh, just punk rock, like they sell weird kinds of merch to their like cult following. So you can get the, yep. you know, the t-shirt and the keychain or whatever. But anyway, so like part of their aesthetic, they have these like masks, right? These like uh, glass plastic, like, casements so apparently <clears throat> you could buy those they had they found a company well so they found a company that was uh going to manufacture a bunch of them they sold mm -hmm. all of them then covid mm -hmm. hit and that company they can't get a hold of those motherfuckers they just shut down oh, so they have like 300 masks sold or whatever and they have nobody produce yeah. them so the chick guitar player and reba reba and one of the other people in the band this blows my mind. You, you, you got I don't know this, dude. They made their own masks. They went. They found out how to make oh, a mold. The COVID masks. They got no, 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 no. An actual are, like they they got a mold and got acrylic and a heater, a homemade heater, and like figured out how to make and strap their own masks. So now Holy instead of getting this shit, wild dude. thing. You're going to get it that's Production. actually handmade from the band. Holy. And, they, and they're not going for like some upcharge on it. They're just no. like, no, this is what we have to do to the people that ordered it. They said we had. Yeah. That is that is like brand loyalty to yeah. like the realist extent. That is like the Grateful Dead shit where it's like we are as invested in you as you are in us. And the story is that's just as wild, good as dude. the product. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. the product is, is good. They actually like so look really good. They're making, they're making COVID masks right now, too. Well, they're making COVID masks too. Yeah, they're hand stitching those. Yeah, 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 that's a thing now too. Yep. I'm gonna get one of those. Those are gonna sell out super soon. Uh, just because they're just pushing, they're just innovating. So they're taking this time and like, wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah. I'm just so impressed by that kind of shit. And so yep. I've been like, throughout all this kind of tuning more into those types of things. This is a great segue because you know who's good friends with Code Orange? Who? Ricky. No. I swear. Oh, my God. Of course. That's so talk, funny. We'll talk to him at Code Orange because I think he knows because the Reba and Jamie's side brand adventures toured with Foxing. Wow. Okay. Yes, yes. So we'll Shh. talk to Ricky all about adventures and Code Orange. Should and we I'm get him on? I'm excited about that. 
Uh, yeah, I guess we got everything else pretty covered. Uh, sure, let's go. Ricky, are you there? Hello? 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 <laughs> <laughs> What's oh, up, brother? Oh, chilling, chilling. Just uh, not leaving the house ever. Ever again. <laughs> never, this is, never. Again. This is the opposite of tour, Ricky. Uh, yeah, I'm supposed to go on tour in like a couple weeks. I mean, obviously not going to happen. Ricky, could you put a pillow over your head or something? That room is bouncy. I thought you uh, were. It, Jesus Christ. Ricky, there's a little loft. I th- oh, yeah. There he goes. Look yeah, at those some... ceilings. He's <laughs> <It's> got 100 <laughs> foot ceilings. Ricky's in uh, a museum right now. Here, let me see if I just open this window, my hope. <laughs> yeah, just stand outside. <laughs> is this uh, Is this better? Yeah. That's way better. Okay, wow. cool. Wow. See, I talk shit on cool. I talk shit on Mikey for beautiful. being outside, but outside is the Outside. Beautiful. That's where it's at. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about going on a walk during this, but <laughs> before you guys called. I just <laughs> We had we had another dude on and I was like talking about how shitty and unprofessional it is to go on a walk and it seems like the walk is probably totally the move. <laughs> oh, it's like all I've been doing. It's like, uh, I live right by the arch, so I just go walk to the arch all the time. Oh, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Oh, dude, it's great. A lot of swollen leg muscles up in this uh, COVID, you know? Strong oh, cat. dude, I'm trying to come out of this just, like, just ripped. I'm trying to just, like, get real buff. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but don't lift any upper body weight. It's all below the belt. You know what I mean? Oh, Big yeah, legs. just, like, really huge thighs. Yeah. Just, like, ridiculous thighs. Yeah, yeah. You Only gotta- go by Rick. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you'll know me as rick now <laughs> Thick how, rick. Have, uh, how have y'all been doing uh we're chilling we're we're hanging in there we were we were talking about you know like this whole thing has lasted a while now clearly and it's hit, yeah it's past that first stage of like what the fuck like we're in this now kind of adjustment period you know and I mm. feel like it's most important to maybe stay fluid during this time than like even that first like kind of like novelty time, if you will. We didn't really know what the fuck was going on. I feel like now we kind of mm. know this shit is fucked up, you know, and it's like, so let's adjust and just work with it, knowing that it's going to be different when we come out of it. But I don't know. I, so, I mean, it's been... question, that's where I'm at. I don't yeah. let Jordan, I'll let Jordan speak for himself, but we've been doing this. These kind of fell off. And we're like, no, we got to keep that shit going. You know what I mean? Mm. We got to keep some normalcy, keep some energy going to this shit. And so yeah, uh, for sure. we, we thought about having just three people this week and three people kind of from different worlds that we kind of look to and as uh, creative, inspiring folks and kind of get just their take on like what the fuck's going on, how it's affected their world and what they're doing to kind of like I wrote down here, stay home and stay sane and safe, you know, yeah. and watch what your thoughts are coming out of this. You know what I mean? Like what you're excited about to move forward. So that's kind of where we're at. Long answer. I'll let Jordan jump in, but then I kind of want you to like take on some of those questions if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, uh, really well and sort of in a way that, uh, I'm embarrassed to talk about cause I know some people out there are really hurting during this and I'm, uh, just having a great He's time paying. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I, I wanted to tell you this too, Corey. I had, uh, I had Adam Russell on the podcast and he, you know, he's, he's getting paid right now. He's working from home yeah. and yep. he's like, I honestly am embarrassed at how great I feel during this. And I almost am going to know that I'm going to be bummed out when it's over. And I didn't get all the stuff done that I thought I was going to get done. Like, you know, he's got like all these projects. He's like really sure. executing a lot of stuff that he was too busy to do before. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you can't say that out loud, dude. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of with him on that. Anyway, insensitive. Uh, what about no, you? No, no. I What's mean, that? like, uh, I wish I felt a bit more like that. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's been weird. Uh, I mean, obviously like, like I work in music industry and, uh, it's very much like very crumbly right now Yeah. in terms of like, sure. I mean, post, uh, you know, quarantine or whatever, whatever that ends up looking like, I'm sure there's still going to be restrictions on the amount of people that can congregate in the same space and things like that, yep. which is like, yeah. 
I mean, the entire point of having a concert is getting as many people as you can in one room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as close together as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. So it's interesting to see how that's going to, I mean, beyond just affecting like my band, which only plays, you know, less than a thousand people usually. uh, I mean, you could look at like, I look at like Taylor Swift or something. It's like, that's going to be, you can't, those shows. Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Like they have to downscale like so hard. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see giant artists who would normally go play an arena or stadium, like go play the pageant or something. Yeah. Or even interesting. Do you think that they will? Is it logistically like feasible? (laughs) No, No, because they have to play so many shows to like make what their normal amount of money would have been. You, but you will see, I you're think... Gonna, you're not going to see a lot of artists for a long time, probably. Right. No, it's... it's Well, I think the thing that's happening now is, like, everyone's switching to... Well, right now, it's, like, Patreon and, like, yeah. like that. And I think you're going to start to see, like, more and more, like... I mean, just more and more bigger artists, like, coming down and doing, like, a Patreon or a live stream because it's, like, that's the only source of revenue. I mean, like, music sure. industry is, like, kind of pretty bust right now. How about this idea? Yeah. How about a show, an intimate show, that's also live streamed? You know what I mean? Sort of a hybrid. Well, that's, well, that's whatever. What do you mean? Like in terms of like having like a small amount of people there? Yeah. So it's like Taylor mm. Swift does a thousand capacity place with chairs or I don't know, something that's like spread out more. But then she's got like full... Uh, broadcast you know what i mean like they scan the room before it's all augmented reality yeah oh Oh, yeah yeah like uh like the Fortnite travis scott shit where it's like Mm -hmm. music is finding its ways into technology oh yeah i think that's gonna be right now yeah that's like the future i don't feel like like it sucks like i mean tours and concerts will eventually probably happen again but like it's gonna look just wildly different yeah yeah and I guess and, a lot of people are just going to need to find ways to kind of innovate. And I keep saying the word fluid, but kind of like stay fluid during this time of yeah. uncertainty, I, if you will. Like the truly interesting part is like seeing how it'll unfold. I mean, like we were already, I harp on this all the time, but we were already living in a point where like record labels were starting to get a little like less needed, which was like a first sure. ever. And now it's like, I mean, like, I feel like that's going to happen even less now. Mm-hmm. I mean, at mm-hmm. least for a smaller artist, like, there's just, like, less and less need for, like, the traditional aspects of music, which yeah. is going to be weird. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, like, that's like, the question is, it's like, do you, are you, in, are you excited about that? Inspired by that? Or does that, like, scare I mean, you? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. I yeah. mean, like, we're already, you know, doing live streams or like uh in the middle of setting up like a patreon and like like connor does twitch and stuff and like i make icons and stuff for him like and we all like zoom in for like a twitch thing every now and again but yeah i mean as far as like i don't know i just miss like playing a show like i miss like yeah 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 Yeah. damn have you guys talked about as a band, like you guys can't get get. I guess you guys can't be together right now. Clearly, no. Yeah, it's been very interesting because we're also mm-hmm. you know in the middle of like writing another album, right? And like we were also in the middle of like uh, signing a new like record deal and stuff like that at the same time. Mm-hmm. So all of this like kind of coincided at the same exact moment, and like we had just had to like like you said be fluid throughout that yeah. process. Yeah. Do you and, think it would have uh, would it have been better to sign something right before this hit and you're like locked into a commitment or is it better that you like still haven't inked something so that you're not fucked by like Well see that's I mean that's tricky because right. it's like I mean it's you don't know. Right. Like right. we were in the middle of like uh two different offers and uh basically trying to decide between the two and if this didn't happen, if there wasn't a, you know, a global pandemic, then who knows what, which one we would have ended up with. But like, since it did happen, like, you know, beyond just these labels, like, you know, distributors and like all of the, uh, 
record label adjacent businesses like are also all scrambling right so we basically just had to pick one and luckily you know we were in a position where we already had an offer out there and this didn't affect what that looked like but i don't think if we were trying to get an offer like now it definitely would not have looked the same yeah i feel like it's going to be like that for a while so i guess to answer the question i mean like who knows i guess like yeah it worked out (laughs) you sound real (laughs) 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 i mean like dude it's just my entire attitude that's your whole attitude though right yeah i mean like I, i can only hope that it all worked out i feel i feel okay like in terms of like having to adjust the way that we're like, you know, writing a record right now and like adjust the the way that we would have, you know, spent the money, like for our recording budget, like that's just changed now because like, you guys are survivors. I'm going to put it that way. Let me, let let me ask you a few questions. Worse, worse than COVID or not flipping your van. Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I have to say COVID every time because if I don't, it's like pretty mad okay, selfish. My next one is worse, worse than COVID getting everything stolen in Texas. You know, like what I'm getting to is that not for a rhetorical answer, but to, to assert the fact that like you've seemed to continue to have this same attitude at the end where it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it. yeah, I hope it works out. And I, I mean, you like can't stop. Me. Well, Corey, that's why you're what that's why we're able to talk right now after covid it's going to be another in the in the book of like ah, fuck that sucks experiences that you guys have just kind of gone through together though right yeah i mean in a sense that like i would like like a chill couple years that'd be like pretty dope like <laughs> just like you know maybe just like a chill like five years like everything's just you know yeah just coasting for a little I while i could see it Time, I don't. Time. I don't love this. The I don't. Game <laughs> the game has tested you guys, though. But you've come out on the other side, and I feel like I don't know. And that's. I mean, honestly, that's why I wanted to talk. Like, I know you guys have just kind of like rolled with some shit. You know what I mean? As artists, as people, as friends, yeah, as but, all that shit. You know. And now this is this is different than ever before. But I would assume that some of that same attitude that's like kind of kept you guys going and inspired. You can kind of almost like tap into that maybe right now. You know? Yeah. I, I mean. You know, it, it's hard because it's like uh, the idea of like continuing like through all of this, you know, these troubles. Like, it, it's not a, I, I for me, it's not a matter of like this grit or like true determination to get to this, you know, singular goal of yeah. whatever. It, it's literally, I, I think this is for a lot of people. It's just a matter of like, I don't. I can't do anything else. Like it's not a matter. Yeah. It's like, I don't have any other option. It's Mm. like not out of like, this is what I want. It's just, well, what else am I going to do? Like I already spent like years of my life doing one singular thing and Mm. like Mm. horse blinders on like, and uh, I think it's a thing where like, that's different for everyone. Everyone's perspective of like what those horse blinders are aiming towards is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like a strong person. I feel like I get this a lot where it's like, people are like, Oh, you've been through so much. Like you must, you know, have some sort of like drive in you. And honestly, it's just, I'm stumbling every way, every step of the way. It's like, this is just another stumble. Your transparency is admirable, Ricky. That's one of the things <laughs> I, lo- I love most about you, for real. You're a very open dude. Oh, I mean, like, it's a lot easier to be open than to be closed off. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. It's cool. This is sick. Like, we've done, this is the second one we've done. They've, they've both, like, they've been very cathartic, I hope, for everybody on this call. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm definitely more depressed now, so that's cool. <laughs> That's usually yeah. like my main go-to is like, if you hang out with me too long, you're gonna get you're gonna get a little sad. I'll like throw some jokes in there. I'll get I'll throw jokes, but hey, do oh I need to bring goodness. the fart tracks out? Yeah. 
y'all been doing a uh, big binging of any episodes or any shows? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm on Sopranos again. Ah, uh, nice. I'm on. Uh, I'm on King of the Hill again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That King of the Hill was always like just good enough for me to not turn off the TV. You know, I was never like this show's incredible, but I was always like, oh, oh I'm there. Good. I'm at the point of this show is incredible. Well, it's maybe every ash- oh, dude, every episode is like just a banger. There's there's no stinkers. <laughs> it's all heat. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like when we we all grew up. Uh, maybe yeah, yeah, you're in there, Ricky. Uh, you used to watch this shit and. <laughs> You'd watch it, and then a week would pass before the next one, and so you really mm. couldn't remember what happened. So even if they were telling a through storyline, you really mm. were just like everything felt very singular and episodic. It would be interesting to go back and watch something like King of the Hill from the beginning and see like, oh, yeah, there's a total through line here, and I just didn't mm. get it because, A, I was a kid, and, B, you know, I'm watching them every week, and then there's reruns in between that are fucking everything up, and you know, kind of cool that you can binge that shit now. You know, it's funny because there's not. I mean, like, there's like through lines in the sense that there's like you know different relationships, but like, like his sister will really be there like, and then not there. Bobby's sister, yeah, and you're yeah. Like, oh, she's a person, and then she's not a. Per- yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Well, yeah, no, totally. It's it's like a thing where uh, I love how when I'm watching that show, I lose track of time because there's no through line. There's no like sense of like progression. It's just these like sporadic moments of my day where it's just five hours have gone by <laughs> and I feel like I just started watching it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's just like, Oh dude. And it's just great. Like <laughs> the, some of the stuff they hit on in terms of like, like some of that, some of those jokes like hold up to this day of being like sure. still relevant. It's just like, shows how classic and timeless that show is dude it's incredible yeah, mike judge i think maybe missed like i don't know you know what i mean everything he does is just like and it's so different too it's, oh it's, yeah it's wild to think that any of it is even connected you know much less that it's just one dude's like kind of mind it blows it's just crazy to me yeah it's like the same guy that made silicon valley made Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Made that made a uh, idiocracy too. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, it's just his social, I think it's a, it's a, a lot of it's the root of it. Like his, his ability and like, I think his views on like social commentary are just like, yeah, there's a lot oh, of spot truth. on. There's, there's yeah. a lot of truth to him. And I think also there's a lot of truth to him that we, that we may not, our society may not want to accept as mm. comfortably. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. I mean, King of the Hill is just a commentary on, like, just suburbia in general. And yeah. It's just, like, it hits really close to home sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that yeah. now as an adult. And, you know, it's funny. You watch things as a kid, and a lot of this shit is made. I'm just seeing this now with, with my sons. Is like, a lot of stuff is made, really, stuff that is really successful is made, mm. like, so that it's accessible for a kid but that it's entertaining for an adult so that the adult can watch with the kid. Cause what I'm finding out now yeah, with having yeah. kids is like, like Corey, we were talking about Ryan's world. Like I have a rule in my house. Ryan's world is not on the fucking TV. It's on the, it's on the iPad. Austin, you, gotta guess, you guys gotta get on Ryan's world. <laughs> what is Ryan's world? Oh, you don't know about Ryan's no, world? No, I don't bro. know about Ryan's world. <laughs> like, Ryan is like a seven year old kid who runs the internet. He unboxes stuff. He has his parents like producing his YouTube for him. He's like going around hitting his parents with like sledgehammers. <laughs> like, he runs it, bro. and he he started when he was like three or four years old, and now he's making oh twenty two million dollars a year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I heard about he's this. This is that kid. Now. Yeah, he's on Netflix now. You got a series. You could go to Damn. fucking Target and they're just like, it's like Ryan's World Play-Doh. And you're like, what is the difference? And they're like, it's got his face on it. He's just like getting fucking licensed for dumb dude, YouTube shit. YouTube is the future. That shit is oh, really dude. the future. Yeah, I've been saying that for so long. Yeah. That's I mean, like long. even, well, even on, uh, when Jordan and I, you did, we did our, your podcast, like, uh, like we were talking about the, uh, the YouTube artists like nowadays and like, Dude, like, uh, like, what's that band? Cavestown. Like, one, first of all, great band. But two, it's like he started just <laughs> doing. First of all, great band. Second of all, let me talk some shit. Go ahead. No, I'm not talking shit. I think it's incredible. <laughs> like, he was one of the first pioneers of just being like, well, I could just start 
doing stuff on YouTube first before like trying to like you know grind uh, in a van or something. Right. Yeah. And it's like that's so much more accessible to the average person. And now it's like that was like uh, you know that was like a new wave of like artists. And now I feel like it's that's just what it's going to be like from now on. Yeah. Something that Especially I just now. I just saw this. Tell me if you guys are on this or you guys might be at a level where you have people that are doing this for you, but like, so I, I, I got this, like the basic girl, uh, uh, Spotify now I'm not, I'm not on that premium tip. I'm getting served up ads and, uh, whatever I'm listening to, I get <laughs> very targeted ads sometimes. And then, uh, where I'm like, Whoa, dude, they like, they know who I am. But, uh, <laughs> But then I got an ad talking about how to do ads. And like, so if you're a band, you don't have to have like a gatekeeper that you pay. Like you can go in there on your like Spotify account and like be like, okay, Foxing wants to do a, an ad to promote this show coming up or this album. And I only want it to do fans of X, Y, or Z band that live within this radius. It, it's like pretty wild that oh, yeah. you used to have to have a, a label and like all these different things to do that. And now it's like all those tools are like built in that you could do from your phone. You know, it's like pretty wild. Yeah. yeah and it's definitely like I'm, uh, I don't do our day to day, uh, advertising stuff because, uh, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where someone else does that for me. Yeah. But I'm aware that there's like, uh, yeah, like they do the, the targeted Spotify ads and like you can look into your like Spotify stats to see like, I, I looked at this like a long time ago, but it was like exactly what number of people are listening in different countries or like different spots. You can like organize like, you know, tours based you, on who's yeah, listening. organize a tour. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you have like, you know, X amount of people in Japan that want to see you never been there, gives you more of a reason to go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing it on the podcast today, Ricky. What else At is At least new? not right now. At least not right now. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll yeah, all yeah. change, you know? And here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you survive, when you survive, you know, as the band, think about all the other bands that won't have survived and there'll be less people to listen to. <laughs> Oh wait! What do you mean? <laughs> like, not not physically survive. I thought that's what you <laughs> just think about all the people that'll die, oh and they'll be. God. Oh no! <laughs> no! No! Oh my god! You know what I mean? Think about think the bands more, right. that are going to throw the talent. Less bands. You think there'll be more, more or less bands out of COVID? You think bands are getting formed in COVID? Less bands, more I singular mean, I, artists. Yeah, I feel like that. Like m less bands, more singular artists. Like because yeah, you can't be probably anybody. Yeah, you can't really meet up. <laughs> you can FaceTime, Zoom, baby. I bet there's a Zoom bands. I bet that's the. I bet that's happening. Oh, I definitely. Yeah, that's definitely got to be a thing by now. Trying out people on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we got you at the three fifteen spot. Get in there, dude. Some of my favorite I, artists, man. They are and have been recording remotely. You know what I mean? Like the singer oh, yeah. lives in. Uh, you know fucking australia and so they're just sending files back i mean you know what i mean like that's been going on mm. for a long time so i assume that'll just ramp up you know yeah yeah i think that'll just ramp up i'm interested to see what happens to uh i mean normal recording studios um sure. they were already going through a hard time like before this because with the rise of like how accessible you know recording at home is uh and it's interesting because it's all moved into more like video game soundtracks and things like that are paying for a lot of the uh, like bigger, nicer spaces, like for orchestras. Oh, now, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But now uh, that's another thing I've been like keeping an eye on is just like what's happening to recording studios. And like, I mean, a lot more podcast studios in those recording studios, you know, little. Yeah. I mean, that was another thing. Yeah. Podcasts were coming into studios and using them for, you know, recording their podcast or just mixing it, making it sound good. Yeah. But sure. yeah, it's like, I feel like the need for like giant, nice studios, like, I mean, that's going to be another thing that's like uh, going to be missing. It's democratized, you know, and it's kind of yeah. sad, but beautiful. Like all things, you know, <laughs> there's like a real sadness to it. And then a real like, wow, this is, 
I mean, just the music industry in general in the last 15 years, you know what I mean? It used to be a real barrier of entry, and now, like you said, you could get on YouTube and, like, make some bangers, exactly. and, you know? I mean, that's, like, one of the most interesting parts. It's, like, I mean, especially, like, uh, like rap music, there's the accessibility of people being able to, first of all, you know, rap at home or do whatever. Um, and a lot of those artists are able to, you know, SoundCloud rappers are a thing for a reason now. But I think the most interesting part to me is like rap producers, like the guys who make the beats. Um, that's become so much more accessible. And it's interesting to see like all the rules they break, like, you know, when things are too loud, they'll like clip, like, you know, your master or whatever. And there'll be an inherent, like kind of what used to be the train of thought was that's bad, but now that's become, it's like cool, super popular. Yeah. It's like yeah. wildly popular. Yeah. And it's like, I think you'll see more of those trends start to happen where, you know, people aren't going to school to do this. And so they're making whatever they think they think sounds good and breaking all these rules. And, then we're going to get a whole wave of like way cooler, weirder, newer music. Yeah. Yeah. It's it wild. I, I, I listen to the new juice world, which is wild. Like juice world puts a song out and three days later has 18 million views. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, not even a lie. You know what I mean? Right. Like just wild. But like, I feel like his music particularly is a great representation of what that shit could become. You know what I mean? And oh yeah. Definitely. Like, like, cause it doesn't, like, I don't know that I can even put it in a genre when I hear music like that. Sounds like, like yellow like, card to me, but. The new yellow card. <laughs> but it's wild because it's like, it's, it's, it's literally a music rooted in like emotion. You know what I mean? And to see, oh yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's such an, an evolution in the sense that like music, I don't know. It's like, it's as close as those feelings are as close as they can get in some ways. Like mm. with the technology that's available right now is very weird. Mm. Very, very real. Yeah. I mean, like, opening up accessibility opens up wildly new ideas. Yeah. And yeah. fucks people over too. You know, it's like there are George from 1997 Interscope, Interscope records right here. No, I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> trying, trying to get the artist credits. I'm just <laughs> saying we're, gonna pay, I'm gonna, we're all going to make money. That, <laughs> well, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. For there, <laughs> to, for, for there to be winners, there have to be losers. Dog, what? <laughs> Hold on. Now I'm getting my 30%. No, what? Okay. You, you fucks. What I'm saying is, is that the, there are fat cats at the top that are losing. You know what I mean? Like. There's yeah, like, and they need to be fed. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying okay. that they're getting thin. I'm, I'm acknowledging. Look like regular cats I'm acknowledging <laughs> that some people are losing. I'm just. I'm not saying it's it's bad that they're losing. You know what I mean? It's just oh like, no! <laughs> I would argue honestly at this point. Like, juice no, no, juice. sorry, sorry. I would argue at this point with what music is worth, which is literally almost nothing. I mean, like yeah, yeah. stream the, yeah. the music itself. Yeah, yeah. I would argue that, like, back to Juice World, Yellow Card, Juice World putting Yellow Card <laughs> like in the ether again is yeah. worth way more exchange in the current like landscape or marketplace of what music is worth I would argue that then like the sampling of it just using it and putting that idea back out there to this generation is so much more valuable than being like $40,000 check or some shit you know what I mean I don't know mm -hmm. like I did I don't know like, if I was in yellow card I'd want to get paid what's there to get paid off of? because no one's buying that song either that I mean that song made I don't know I'm on Ryan's side on that. Are shit. you talking about like, uh, did they not clear the license? Like, it was it just sample right. and they didn't. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, if it was 19, like, if it was, if Juice World was selling it on a CD at Walmart, the kids were buying the unlicensed music on a CD at Walmart, it's a lot more like physical in which way you could, like, track that versus, like, it being like, I, I don't know, how can you even argue that anyone gets paid off streams? You know, I mean, like, Oh, he, I mean, people get paid off streams, but like it's you know it's pennies a stream. Yeah, so but like, how, would, well, how do you come after that money? Well, you but know? when you're Juice World and you have a billion streams, it's real money. I mean, 
Dude, when I listen I mean, to any of the when I listen to any emo rap stuff, I can hear the influences. And the question is just when does the influence become a straight, you know what I mean? Like I mean, dude, there's a I, band, I, there's a band that <laughs> an artist. <laughs> there's an artist that we all know that is <laughs> a platinum selling artist. Uh, multi-platinum that has a song that is identical identical to Until the Day I Die from Story of the Year and I cannot believe that Story of the Year has not created a lawsuit against them I mean I can believe it but I'm just saying Story of the Year is a smaller band now you know what I mean and this is a huge artist and I don't think it's fair that that huge artist just gets to be like yeah, I mean, because you know that he or she didn't steal it themselves. They had like a songwriter that yeah, was yeah. hired. That you know what I mean. But like, I just think people it's not should Lil Nas get their money. X, is it? No, <laughs> it's right, such it's such a big artist that I, I I'll tell you guys off. Uh, you'll listen to it. I don't know. I don't know. What yeah, I don't. I don't know that. Well, okay. I'll just throw my opinion out there about this. Is okay. basically like, I think all music is free game you can't copyright notes on, you know, a scale. And at the end of the day, every song is a set of chords set to a certain scale. And it's like, you can look at, I mean, it's like, I feel like you start to get into a dicey area because it's like, how can you copyright a chord progression when you can track? Yeah. Agree. And it's like, you know, melodies are a little bit different, but at the same time, it's like, but bro, if I, I go, if I go, you know what that song is. Maybe you actually don't, but that's until the day I die. No, I mean like that's a band that. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been to an emo okay, night. Okay, I get okay, it. Okay, I get okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can we talk what? about Code Orange? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, that's okay. why we called you. <laughs> oh, wait, really? <laughs> no, we were talking about Code Orange, and then and then Corey throws up the... He goes, oh, that's a perfect segue to call Ricky. And I'm like, when we didn't even talk about it. It's Code Orange. Yeah. Uh, so Code Orange, I feel like... Best band in the world. Inspiring me that are through all of this. Like, they mm-hmm. seem to be, like, ahead of it. Like, each week. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a Twitch stream tomorrow night of, like... Mm-hmm. It's of this series they've done. It's the third one called You and You Alone, number three. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow it's all about like underneath and like the aesthetic and like how like Jamie and Shade work together to get it all right. Mm-hmm. And like it'll be on Twitch. There'll be an exclusive T-shirt for that event. Like they've they're doing masks now. Not only the COVID, yeah. but like plastic. You know, and like yeah. And I'm seeing this band and like you know the the night of their tour is supposed to kick off. The next night they streamed live on Twitch. Which at the time was it was only like a month ago, but feels like like ten years ago. And oh, yeah. the way that we're like adapting technologies right now, you know. And I was just so interested in that band, and then I knew that you had a relationship with them, and I wanted to, a like, I just kind of wanted to see what your thoughts were on stuff like that. Not only Code Orange, but just artists finding ways and and keeping things really exciting and fresh right now, given the current state. Yeah, I mean, with Code Orange. Uh, I can't help but say that, like, that is, first of all, like, one of my favorite bands. Like, I don't for real listen to hardcore music. Uh, and when we got to do a tour with uh, their side project, Adventures, uh, oh my way, God, so way good. back in the day. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, yeah, I was, like, a huge fan of Adventures, and I didn't really listen to Code Orange until right before that tour. And I was just blown away, and I was just so hyped to meet them first of all they're like all amazingly nice people so like they're all great but they're also just like one of the smartest bands like yeah looking at the way they like progressed from like you know playing diy basement shows or whatever into like opening for fucking system of a down and stuff like that yeah uh every step of the way like every album you see this like incredible amount of growth like the difference between like their, I think it's their third album, I Am King, compared to like their newest album. It's just totally like night and day. And but like, do you see that? Like, do you think you see that too? Like, in terms of the way they they kind of visually represent themselves, where like right. each album is like a a new phase of them. Almost. Yeah, it's a rebirth. It's like they're one of the few bands that you know, even before all of this, already had 
you know, a name for their fans and like fan club stuff, like secret yeah. merch yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And then now they're like kind of just harnessing this into like, I think they're the, they've handled this the best out of just any artist across the board. Wow. Like, I, I feel like that. I mean, first of all, that Twitch stream, like a, their live set, just like, dude, in a, in a venue, yeah. like, dude, they, it was in popular science magazine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It like blew they, up, dude. yeah. And it's like, it's just incredible to see like how they're like doing this now. It's like with the Twitch live stream, it's like, they were like one of the first ones doing that. And like Dude, now I was watching that and I was going to, I was sitting there going like, I think this could be the future of concerts. Oh like yeah. And putting that much into the visuals, into this show, into tying them together. Like I would happily pay 1999 and sit from my couch and watch that concert. Especially when we all have Oculus rifts and shit where it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like once, yeah, once yeah, those are like, TVs, yeah, like we're that we're already enough. Yeah. Fuck a TV though. Like when you just put your headset on and then you're actually there and you have, yeah. you have earbuds in that sound better than anything. That sounds like you're right at the soundboard. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's going to really make it like almost like uh vintage and cute to go to a show in real life, you know? Cause you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm going there, you know, to whatever, do X, Y, or Z. But, like, if I really want to see a really good rock show, I'm going to do it in my house on my riff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, that starts to open up, like, what pre-recorded versions of that look like. But, I mean, at the end of the day, with Back to Code Orange, like, if there's any band to, like, if you want to see what the future is going to look like, like you were saying, Corey, it's like... uh it's code orange. Like whatever they're going to do next is definitely like the thing I'm going to be like, Oh, we should probably do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I look at them. I'm like, like Jordan and I are like working on projects and kind of like putting a little brand together of like things, you know, and like, like a lot of agencies usually like are formed after like what they like, what, what other cooler agencies look like. You know what I mean? And like mm. the direct inspiration for this project is like, you know what I mean? And like, um, like 19, like, like 1997, 98, like visions of like the future technologies yeah. of that time. You know what I mean? Like, cause I really think like, just like get truly inspired. It's like to step out of your world, to find another representation of creativity and like passion, you know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. really study that. And it's, I don't know. I wanted to talk a little bit about Code Orange cause like, it's been very interesting to like, there's so many angles in which you can kind of study mm-hmm. what they're doing. And like, and a lot of it doesn't make sense. You know, a lot of it goes against like norms, like, like I saw, like the last album they put out on Forever, they they released a VHS documentary. Yeah, yeah. And you can't buy it; it's sold the fuck out. Mm. You know what I mean? But like, there's, you couldn't go to like most like regular management or whatever and be like, okay, mm. we got the idea. VHS tape. You know what I mean? They'd be like, what <laughs> yeah. are you talking about? You know? Right. But then like, they do it. They do it limited. They do it by mm. hand. It sells out, and now it's like Grail merchandise or some shit. Yeah, you know? like it's, it's wild. I think the important thing to note about this or about that is basically that it's just them. It's like, yeah, they're the ones doing everything. They're the ones thinking of everything. Like, like the animations that like shade does is like just incredible. Like he did yeah. one for us even like, wow. I like love his stuff. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's all uniquely like them. It breaks That's the why rules. no one else is, yeah. In, in a lot of ways, you look at it like when I first saw it and I was like, I don't know about this, which mm-hmm. the, my favorite things ever are the things where at first I'm not into it because things that I'm into immediately are, I'm into them because I've already been conditioned to appreciate them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really yeah. inspiring stuff is the stuff that at first you're like, this is weird. I don't think I like this. And then you're like, mm. Oh fuck! I don't think I like yeah, this. I think I love this. You know, I'm oh, the same yeah. way with friendships. When I first meet somebody, if I don't immediately connect with them, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be a good friendship." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Like I feel the same way about uh, when yeah when I listen to music. Like, uh, yeah, you guys ever hear that band uh, Spirit of the Beehive? No, I stopped listening uh, to music about 2007. Go ahead. Oh, damn. You're missing out on a lot of really good music. There's <laughs> some great music. Name like five, ten things you're listening to right now. Or tell us about Spirit of the Beehive or both. Uh, well, I'll just quickly say Spirit of the Beehive, great. Took a really long time to grow on me. Their newest record's just incredible. Uh, besides that, uh, 
I can't. I don't think I can name four other things, except that I've just been listening to just old French music from like the eighties, like seventies, sixties. I, for some reason, like the fact that I can't understand anything they're saying is sure. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no like emotion tying to do it, and also it feels like end of the world music. Ooh, when it's just okay, like okay. it's like stuff they would play on like the Titan like the French yeah. Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes really great music can be ruined by lyrics that you don't connect with, you know? Mm. So I could imagine that uh there's a lot more great music when you don't know what somebody's saying, you know? Oh yeah. Rick, oh, I and the, uh, I, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say also Taking a quick drive across the river uh, at Illinois, throwing on the Interstellar soundtrack, can't beat it. Oh, dude, Interstellar <laughs> is my favorite. It's literally, I uh, I don't know if it's my, it's one of my favorite movies of all time um, because Christopher Nolan is my favorite director. Uh, I don't know oh, if that's yeah, true. Oh, yeah, he's great. Him and David Fincher are my top two. But um, <laughs> I actually licensed a ripoff, speaking to you idiots about not licensing stuff correctly, I <laughs> officially licensed a like, cover i guess of the like the main interstellar track i don't know yeah what it's called. yeah but like even somebody else doing that song that's not uh um oh fuck what's his name what's the composer of the oh team? hans hans zimmer hans zimmer yeah yeah like just a yeah just like like a rip off like that's when you know something's good is that like when the idea is so good that some random musician can like make a knockoff of it and it still like gives you chills, you know, like yeah. it's not really the yeah. performance, it's just like the notes, like get like ah. Oh. Just so good, dude. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ricky, funny. I was gonna say I have a visual of you just in your tall ass uh, loft. Kind of, <laughs> oh yeah, my nice um, music playing. Yeah. <laughs> just kinda like walk just waltzing around, you know what I mean? Do you have a oh, silk yeah. bathrobe? No, I, I, I actually, I've been wearing normal clothes every day, but just inside the house walking around, but no, it's less waltzing and more just like pacing in circles around like the kitchen Island and randomly just screaming something or just muttering (laughs) stuff to myself. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That positive energy. Oh, just so positive, dude. Just like sometimes I'll stop and look out the window and just get mad at people walking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, I got to go yeah. feed my children. You guys, how, how are we going to end this? Let's thing? wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, uh, Ricky. So things are you're, you're doing it. You're doing good. You're hanging in there. I know you don't think you're a, you're a super positive, inspiring dude, but you are, my friend. And uh, <laughs> it's cool to hear what you're doing and kind of just your outlook on things. Just wanted to say I appreciate you spending some time with us and uh oh yeah of giving, course. giving us those little energy exchanges even if they're in a very virtual way yeah thanks for calling y'all i mean like y'all are the homies like always good seeing y'all on i love every time i see you I, when <laughs> I, <laughs> every time good i see you I, right yeah here. yeah right now <laughs> good stuff <laughs> All right, well, All right. you know, if this shit lasts and keeps going, maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we'll hang out in real life. I hope the latter sooner. But, uh, yeah, same. See Stay out, my friend. Be good. Yeah. Bye. See, See ya. Y'all. Supergiant Jordan Phoenix World Corona Cast. <laughs> <laughs>